Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cordell. You're listening to Steeler Nation. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation vidcast, part of the Big Play Vidcast Network, and sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Stryker, and I'm officially listed as the number four quarterback on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just lying, of course. I'm not good enough to throw uh, many things other than shade on my show. Uh, But the official depth chart has come out. Wanted to talk about it. Get your thoughts on, on this as well, because I just think there's some really interesting facts going off here, just reading off of the, uh, the the depth chart in general. First one that I found interesting, obviously, when it first came out and said that uh, Kenny Pickens was Kenny Pickett was the third quarterback uh, behind Rudolph. We're like, we all saw training camp. We all saw preseason. We knew Kenny Pickett beat out Rudolph for the number two job, and he did. They came up today. Oh, it was a copy and paste error. I love that comment by uh, by Tomlin. I think that's going to be used by many people in the uh, office industry with the copy and paste errors moving forward. Uh, <laughs> loved that one. But still, Kenny Pickett is our number two. He's going to dress on game day, which I was kind of surprised about. I thought they might want to go with a veteran on game day behind um, Trubisky, just the way it's going this year. But we're locked into the guy who performed the best in training camp perform the best in preseason. Kenny Pickett, you deserve to be number two. Honestly. Honestly does. So that was the biggest jump off there. Hello, Claude Bishop. Welcome to the show, guys. We are live. Michael Hall, I'm back. Michael Hall of Fame. Good to have you back, my friend. Let's go, Steelers, Striker. Woo! Oh, I thought you were saying Steelers. Thank you for a cheer for me, man. I don't get many cheers. I, I appreciate anyone I get there, Michael Hall of Fame. Awesome to hear from you guys. As you guys know, this is a live show. You guys tweet. You guys hit us up on YouTube. You guys hit us up on Facebook. I am going to reply. You are this show and this is yours. So anything you want to talk about, we're going to talk about, but I'm still in on my depth chart. Want to get to this? some of these cool things going off here. Uh, wide receiver, I found very interesting in the backup positions because I assumed the backup to Deontay Johnson with the six wide receivers that they had right now would be Steven Sims. Instead, Steven Sims is listed as the back up slot receiver, slot receiver, starting slot receiver is chase Claypool. And that's a big change from last year and from chase Claypool's previous two years, because chase Claypool has locked down the outside Z position for the Pittsburgh Steelers for the past two years out, outright, just locked it down. Now we have a transition. He's moving inside, giving way to rookie George Pickens. Only rookie to be starting this year. So far, George Pickens is going to be starting as the Z receiver. Claypool is going to be knocked inside. Now it's going to be interesting, and I'm going to watch this on game day to see which two receivers are going to be in the two wide receiver sets because that's going to let me know if Claypool or Pickens is higher up in the pecking order. Uh, Personally, I think it's going to be Claypool right out of the box. You have DJ and Claypool. But I think it's really, really interesting that Gunnar Olszewski is number two behind Deontay Johnson. I mean, his route running was fantastic this preseason. Blew me out of the water. Because I thought he was like, I I was just thinking Switzer again. Like, we got another Ryan Switzer on the roster. Ah, He can return punts and kicks maybe, but what can he do in the passing game? He can get open is what he can do in the passing game. And he showed he could do it really well this preseason. And I loved everything I saw out of him. And he's a much more polished root runner than I was expecting moving to this game. This guy looks more like a Wes Welker than a Ryan Switzer. 
And that's something I'm excited to see about. So that was interesting to see that small little hiccup in the backup. Obviously, we've got a bet to talk about Steeler Nation. Who won the left guard battle between Kevin Dotson and Kendrick Green? The guy Stryker said on day one of the practice. When right before training camp opened, I said it was going to be Dotson. You're not going to supplant Dotson. The guy's an earth mover. And he's going to be more solid in that role than Kendrick Green. That's what it is right now. looks like Kendrick Green is right now the backup of both guard positions because they did not list a backup right guard behind James Daniels. So that would either go to Kendrick Green or J.C. Hassenauer unless they're going to bump down one of the, like Jesse Davis also did play right guard as well. Maybe he's also being able to be right guard capable since we traded for him right there before, uh, right there at the end of cuts. Uh, before we finalized our roster. So that's going to be an interesting see if anything happens to James Daniels. Is it going to be Jesse Davis? Is it going to be Kendrick Green? Or is it going to be J.C. Hassenauer filling in that spot? But the rest of the starters are locked down the way we knew they were. Uh, tight end, we got Connor Hayward is number three. Uh, Najee Harris. Now, the big thing behind Najee Harris, we were all talking about, hey, there's a chance for an undrafted rookie free agent to make this roster. And we thought it was right here at running back. Yeah, we were talking about you know, um, uh, Mateo early on uh, to, to see he was going to make it, but it ended up being Warren. Warren outright won it. He deserved it. And he is now the backup running back, making the second year in a row that Benny Snell has lost the backup running back position previous year to McFar McFadden, or sorry, McFarlane, who got hurt and was not able then to, to compete as the backup to Najee Harris in last year. And then this year was supplanted by undrafted rookie free agent Warren. So that was interesting to see about too. And I'd like to know your thoughts on that as well. And I'm just going to finish off the offense and I'll get here to your comments, guys. Uh, Derek Watt, obviously being the fullback, they did not list a backup fullback, but we all know it's Connor Hayward. Connor Hayward is backing up tight end and fullback. So that is great to have a player like that, position flexible, able to be marking in those spots. And of course, the only other receiver that I did not talk about yet Miles Boykin, he is locked in as the backup Z because that is his position. I personally think he has the ability to probably play X. I don't know if he's going to be slot capable, but he's got a lot of talent, big area change of direction, which makes it think that you can run slot with Boykin. It would be nice to see the Steelers develop a wide receiver that the Ravens couldn't because that just tells you the Ravens can't develop wide receivers. But then again, we can't develop cornerbacks and the Ravens are fine at developing cornerbacks. But that's the way it goes. All right, guys, going to your comments, getting back to you. There we go. Michael Hall, Franco Harris's number retires week 17 versus the Raiders. You're jumping the gun on my timeline. But yes, he is retiring. I'm going to get to that a little bit later on the show. Can't wait to talk about that too. Super excited about that, Michael Hall fame. Uh, Michael Scott, join us. Welcome back to the show, Michael Scott. What's up, Striker? Did I miss something or did Wild Thing Vaughn not make the practice squad? Vaughn is currently not on an NFL roster or practice squad as of today. Doesn't mean it's not going to change. Guy is good enough to be on a practice squad in this league. We, we all saw what he could do. Guy can't be tackled by one person. Guy's phenomenal. He's got really neat, just air, short area quickness, elusive, elusiveness, is really good about knowing that his body positioning and where the defender is to try to create separation and make a play. Um, I think um, Alex Kazora actually tracked his broken tackles, and it was huge. It's a huge number. So uh, 
kudos to him over at the depot for doing that as well for all Steeler Nation to be able to read that kind of stuff. Uh, Robertson Burrow, you've been doing Robert. Sup, Striker. Steelers need cohesion. Never seeing a less cohesive group of Steelers individually. Unfortunately, not just Jalen Magellan. <laughs> True. And I know you're talking about the offensive line. I know that's a big point we've been talking about all preseason, and we do need some cohesion. Um, Max Starks did mention on his podcast, it is a new way to block. If these guys don't have it down by the end of September, it's a problem. So we've got to trust the system. We've got to hope that this blocking improves because what we saw in preseason just does not make it. It is not the standard. It is substandard. And I'm agreeing with Mr. Tamburo in that respect until they find a way to utilize their hands, make first contact, and be aggressive at the line of scrimmage. Because right now, they just look confused. And we can't have that. Trying this new Najee Harris offense, we got to be better. Chow, chow, Dad! Back in the house! How you been, my friend? It's been a bit. I have high hopes for Pickett. But reality is fans are screaming for him now. We'll be screaming for his head if he struggles. Especially if the O-line doesn't improve. Well, that's the thing, though, with these quarterbacks, chow, chow. Like, Trubisky's built for this offense because he's mobile. Like, the pocket breaks down. He's spinning off of people. He's breaking tackles, keeping his eyes down the field, making plays with either his arm or his legs. Perfect quarterback to start in the system. Kenny Pickett is really good at reading the defense, getting the ball out quickly. That's what he was doing when he was underdressed in the preseason because our offensive lines didn't improve against the other team's defensive lines as we dropped down from second string to third string quarterback just did a better job getting the ball out and he knew where to go with the ball. And that's a sign of a smart quarterback. That's why Tom Brady was so good. He got that ball out quickly. He knew where he was going 95% of the time pre-snap because they were telling him in his ears what the defense was. No, because he's actually good at getting the ball out quickly, but he was accurate. I got to at least say he was an accurate quarterback. Even if he knew what the defense was doing, he got that ball out quickly and accurately. Tim, why? Tim, hey, how you been, man? It's been a while. Miss you, man. How you been? There it is. G-Striker. There we go. Yep, hopefully Dotson. Dotson is the starter. He is the starter at left guard. So that's where we're rocking and rolling now. All starts of the lines. The defensive line has no center anchor. And the offensive line has nothing, anything specifically not working together as one. Well, the defensive line does have that, uh, that anchor, Robert. And it is Tyson Alualu. And he did hold down that center of the line in the first two games uh, when we started, and then, of course, lost our ability to stop the run at all when he went down. Alualu is smart. He is tough to block. He gets off of blocks quickly, and he makes plays on the ball. So that is one aspect. I know we are worried about the depth at nose tackle behind him, and I agree with you completely on that. But Alualu is good enough, and Larry Okunjobi also plays zero tech. So we'll have to see if he gets rotated in there as well. Green is terrible, yeah. Yeah, he's taking a step back. And I still don't know for the life of me why we aren't utilizing Green as a backup center, Claude. I mean, he's good enough to be a backup center in this league. He definitely is. And I think he does give us some athleticism from that backup center position. But he's got to do better at guard because right now he's looking lost. And I agree. Absolutely agree. Roman, welcome to the show. What Roman Deutsch, good to meet you. Sprachen Sie Deutsch, hi. Tell, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> New to the show, of course, are are the guys we got on offensive line raw talent that needs developed, a.k.a. more 
or it's just not that good. It is a new system, Roman. This is a hands technique system taught by our new offensive line um, coach. And it's named, I knew Sarah last year. Um, Sarah was about footwork. This one's about handwork, uh, initiating contact and being aggressive with your first hit and working with your hands independently. You don't want to get caught with both hands at the same time because they can get knocked down. You can't do anything. He's all about trying to initiate individual contact with either or hand, but he's all about you initiating and hitting the defensive player first. And that's what we got to watch. So if we're watching this game against Cincinnati on Sunday and our players are coming off the line and they're taking a step back and not hitting, it's going to be a long day for our offensive line. If they're taking a step forward and pounding with a hand, boom. That's what we need to see. That is the way our technique is supposed to work. It worked a couple times during preseason. It just was not consistent enough with all five utilizing the same technique. So they got to get cleaner at this technique because we Dotson can play in this league. Cole can play in this league. Daniels has been playing in this league at a high level. We saw Moore is doing really well last year. And Chooks is the veteran anchor. So all these guys can play in this league. It's not like we have five scrubs, but they've got to get better at this technique and they've got to be able to go sell all into it. Otherwise, we are going to have a tough season. But if they lock it down and we start pushing people around, it's going to be a good season for the Steelers and the Najee Harris offense. Honestly. Hey, Miles, welcome to the show, man. Good to see you, man. Love the highs. <laughs> ciao, ciao. Dotson is the better player if he stays healthy. Happy to see he played better against the Lions. He didn't look like he wanted to be there against the Jags. And I agree. I thought he played poorly against the Jags as well. I thought every lineman played poorly against Jags. That was the worst. But Jags do have a good front front um, defensive line. And they've been drafting high for a while, which means you get good defensive line picks get good offensive tackle picks. So we'll have to see how they do against the talent coming down the road, how we do against Cincinnati, who had to draft very low last year being in the Super Bowl. Happy for that because, man, they can't, they, they've been drafting high for a long time. And now that these teams start succeeding, now it's time for the Steelers to show, hey, the reason why we're here and always here is because it doesn't matter where we draft. We're going to be picking good talent and talent that fits our system. Kudos to, you know, Colbert, when he was here, and now to Khan. Khan had a hell of his year, year so far with the offseason signing people, bringing people in. I'm excited to see how this is going to turn out. Timburo, Travis the Steelers justice is that green is on the 53 above so many Steelers from training camp who earned more than green about what those O-linemen who dismissed others 53 who are better. Well, on interior line, I don't know of anybody else that really would have supplanted him. Haig is more of an outside guy. I know he didn't make the roster. We were kind of disappointed that he didn't make the team. But that's the reason why we bought Jesse in. Jesse's better than Haig. He's a starter in this league. You want a starter in this league to be able to be on both tackles and maybe even bump into right guard as well for backups. He's going to get a hat on game day. Green might not get a hat on game day. He might be one of those offensive linemen that are sitting and watching the game. So the guy has the potential, and I've seen him come off the ball and fire off the ball and make plays down the field as quickly, almost as quickly as Dermody Dawson used to. That was the stuff that impressed me about him. What didn't impress me about him is he had no anchor, and you need an anchor to play center. So we'll have to see how they do and who's going to be active on game day as well because it may be a moot point while we're still trying to develop Mr. Green. Claude, does the Steelers, do the Steelers make the playoffs? We're going up 
basically, we have to win our division or place high enough to at least come close to winning in the division to make the playoffs because we do get that extra team in the AFC a little bit easier. Just so you know, Tomlin's been here for what, 17 years now? I think he's only missed the playoffs three times. Every time he missed the playoffs, it was by a game. Two of those times he would have made it if they had an extra playoff spot for the AFC, which they now have. So if you're betting on are the Steelers going to make the playoffs, you simply go on Tomlin's record. His record says, yes, Steelers are going to make the playoffs because he's that type of coach to get us to the playoffs just about every year that he's been a coach. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do with this group. It's his group. It's a new group. No more Ben. It's going to be a, it's a new era. So this is going to be really, really fun to watch. It's going to be different Steelers, but at least like, this is a point, like I'm an old head Steeler fan. I started watching the Steelers in the eighties. I mean, I grew up in the seventies, but I didn't give a crap about football until about like 84, 85. Um, at that point, the Steelers were in flux, not only with running backs, but with quarterbacks. I mean, we were going from Malone to freaking um, got O'Donnell. We had Bobby Brister. We, we had uh, Tom Zach. We had Jim Miller. Um, we, we had so much flux that it really, nothing felt consistent with any of those core other than O'Donnell. O'Donnell had some good years. Don't get me wrong with him. And Bobby Brister had that one great season in 89. But other than them, and those seasons itself, when you're entering the season with a new quarterback, you don't feel confident. You don't feel like you have an offense that's really going to carry you until this year. Because I feel this is a Najee Harris offense. He's already shown he can win a Pro Bowl nod just by running the football hard and breaking tackles because our offensive line was not much better last year. I think the offensive line will ultimately be better this year. I'm looking forward to them finally getting this technique down to show that it does have merit in the NFL and they start having an advantage in the blocking game. But I feel more confident at least going into this season with a new quarterback, having this excellent defense, number one, and number two, having a run first offense with our pro bowl captain running back Najee Harris. That is, those are the things that excite me. Very happy that those two those things are falling in line because that makes the quarterback's job easier. Main point, don't turn the ball over. That's going to be the story of our season, guys. We win the turnover battle, we're winning games. We lose the turnover battle, we're losing games. Trubisky's a hell of a guy at holding the ball. He is. Good choice for it. Never had a pick six in his career. Interesting stat on him. Really interesting stat. Brian Davis. Hard schedule, 07 or 7 and 0 to start. What's your prediction, Striker? Those are my only two options, Brian. Good to hear from you, Brian Davis, always. Um, yeah, if I had to say, I, I want to go shorter term with that. Let's talk about the first four games. Because uh, we got Cincy, we got Cleveland, we got New England. And I was just going off the top of my head. I know we have a fourth. Um, but I was hoping, I was hoping we can come, if we can come out of that run at 2 and 2 or 3 and 1, we're looking good for the season. That's where we need to be. We come out there 4-0, and look out. This team's going to be tough to beat no matter who you're playing with this defense and with this running attack. If the running attack is, is moving and we have a ball control offense, look out, man. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say we'd be closer. I, I'd say we'd at least be on the winning side. 
three and four, four and three wouldn't be out of the uh, line of, of possibility at that. I hope we at least have a winning, winning record at the seven game mark. I will guess, and I'll say we're, we're four and three. And if we're four and three, we're, we're in a good spot to make the playoffs because our toughest games to me, it seems like are in the beginning of the season. Buffalo coming up. That's another big one. Vaughn shouldn't have beaten out Sims. Yes and no, Claude. Here's what happened. Um, Vaughn lost out to the players in front of him. He did not lose out to Sims. And I'll explain it for you quickly. Vaughn's is a Z receiver. He lost out to Pickens. He lost out to Boykin. And he lost out to the other person that used to start at the Z, who's probably going to be in their two wide receiver sets. And that's Chase Claypool. That is why Vaughn's didn't make this team. Still thought he's practice squad worthy. Don't get me wrong. But that is why he didn't make the team. It's not because Sims... Sims, who is an X receiver and slot capable, he plays two positions of the Steelers offense for wide receivers. So that's why Sims was kept over Vaughn's because Vaughn's can't play the X and he wouldn't play the slot either. He's a Z receiver and he's a good Z receiver. Love to see him back on the practice squad, develop him a little bit more. Hopefully we'll see him here a little bit. Tim Burrow, what you got? Feels like Mike T's pride of a poor draft pick with Green is preventing him from making the best choice at back guard. I don't think that that's, I, I think he's made the best choice of making sure Dotson starts in front of him. You got to take the good with the bad in that respect. You can't win with you, Robert, at times. <laughs> if Green was a starter, you're like, Tomlin's an idiot. Green's starting. Now, like, Tomlin, Green's backing up because the better player's ahead of him. Ah, he's an idiot. They didn't keep some other scrub on the team. I, I like his talent. I honestly think he has a high ceiling, a higher ceiling than you're probably giving him credit for, Robert, but. We got to see if he can learn the system. If he can't, he's worthless. And, and I will agree with you at that point. If they understand that he's worthless at that point, I will agree with you. Until then, I'm still going to go with his my optimist approach of his ability and his ceiling. Michael Hall, I heard last Friday or sometime around there, they are reworking Malik Reed's contract, if I'm hearing that right. I don't remember if it was Reed or it was Jesse that redid their contract, but definitely one of them did redo their contract to take less money when they became a Pittsburgh Steeler. So that's one of the benefits of having a cap genius as your GM, guys. <laughs> we could trade for players and rework their contracts. Day one, done. <laughs> but yeah, that's interesting. Interesting point. Michael Hall, week three, Kenny Pickett should start versus the Browns. I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't know if I'm ready to start Kenny Pickett yet. I mean, if anything happens to Trubisky, I am all 100% ready on having him walk out. But I don't think they're even going to think of starting Pickett unless we go 0-4. If we're at 0-4 and we're playing terribly, Tomlin's going to start thinking about it. It doesn't mean he'll talk about it. He'll say he'll say all the right things. Oh, Trubisky's still our quarterback. We're still moving forward. We got to we got to do better in front of him. We got to give him more protection. But you honestly have to think about it at that point. And I would give you merit at that point. But I think three is too early because we go zero two. I think Trubisky's starting against against uh, Cleveland. Ciao, ciao, Dad. What do you think about the team captain selections? Some surprises in there. Yeah, big one. My biggest surprise was Killebrew over Derek Watt. That was a big surprise, especially since Killebrew hasn't played much in the preseason. He's been banged up. So that, that was a huge, huge surprise to me. That The offensive captains, Trubisky and Najee, that's your quarterback, and it's Najee's your, your pro bowler. 
you know, DJ, I could have seen slotted in there ahead of Trubisky, but he didn't make it. Trubisky's the quarterback. That's fine. Defense is a lock. Watt and Hayward. I mean, who else are you going to put in those spots? And I forget who the, the, the last uh, captain was. Did they have an extra captain for special teams? Did they go with two? I, I can't recall. If you can, put it down there in Steeler Nation. Let me know. Uh, James Schof, love it. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Timmy! If Missy is ever sick game day, striker is a must for backup sideline reporter. I would love that call. I would do great as a sideline reporter because I am just goofy enough to not care about what people think of me and still be entertaining enough to provide information in a fun way so that people enjoy it. Because that's the way I want I want to be entertained when I'm hearing about someone on the sideline. Like, I'm not going to make fun of somebody's injury, but if I see something funny, I'll be like, hey, check this out. <laughs> they don't do enough of that on the sideline. Michael Hall, not sure about Killebrew being named a captain. Before, m- more like Minka should have been a captain. Well, that's, that is strictly for special teams. We always have a special teams captain. So the only way I can see, like, Derek Watt used to be it. Naming Killebrew. I mean, Killebrew had, what, two block punts last season? That's reason to win special teams captain. Now, Fitzpatrick lost out on defensive captain to Hayward and Watt. So until Hayward retires, he's not going to be a captain, especially with Watt ahead of him. I mean, come on, Watt's our team right now. And really, it's he'd be the number one captain if it wasn't for the longevity and excellent career that Hayward's had in front of him. I mean, it's just, you're splitting hairs. You're splitting hairs at that point. Tim Burrow, I was Franco Harris. I was Franco Harris is weed or once a Davios restaurant in the Beachwood section of Pittsburgh and interrupting conversations. Eight people also Franco saying, Robert, I have another Steelers story for you. <laughs> nice. I would love to talk to, to Franco. If you got to sit there and talk to Franco, that's great. That, I actually met him once, got his autograph at a um, at a Sam's Club that I was working in the Pittsburgh area right before the Steelers-Seattle Super Bowl. Um, the person that I worked with at the time, Robert, he was a big Seattle fan. The reason why he was a Seattle fan was because Franco Harris was his favorite player and then moved and started playing for the Seattle Seahawks. So I had a Steeler hat for myself or a Steeler football for myself, and then a, 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 a Seahawks hat for my friend Andy. And I said, would you mind signing this hat also for Andy? He said he became a, a Seattle Seahawks fan because you moved from Pittsburgh to Seattle. And he, he looked up to me and he says, tell your friend he should be a Pittsburgh fan again. <laughs> so I knew exactly who he was rooting for in that Seattle Steelers Super Bowl. He was going back to his roots. Rooting for the Steelers all the way. Wayne Turner, good to see you, my friend. Welcome to the show. Robert, voice-to-text typo, had every, nothing to do with the weed. They were European business partners in Franco's bicycle team. He kept interrupting your conversation over many hours of the meal and stuff. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. That's great. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, I wasn't sure what the neat thing. Nine! Oh, no, you're not German. <laughs> well, you're a little bit German if you know nine, because that wasn't a number. That was a word. <laughs> good to have you on the show, Roman. Brian Davis, never been a fan of Canada's offense at all levels. I don't think it will work, and he will be out next year. Okay, well, that's that's a valid point. I live in Maryland. I thought he did good, really good for the Maryland offense that year, and that was the year that um, McFarlane went off, and the, he he was ripping the football that year. Um, and that's the reason probably why we drafted McFarlane as well. But he's still on the practice squad. Uh, we'll have to see if he gets called up this year at any point. 
but Pitts, he also was an offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh as well. I guess you might not have been as happy about the way he was offensive coordinating there, but he was still effective at least. We'll have to see what he can do. I was not happy with the offense last year, but it wasn't his offense. It was a Ben Roethlisberger offense last year. We're going to see more motion. We're going to see more RPOs. We're going to see more play action. And we will actually see some quarterback sneaks this year. Mark my word. Michael Scott Joyner, your thoughts on the linebacker we got from Denver. Seems like he will be a beast. And that's what happened. I was happy with the the, the Jared Avery uh, pickup, Gerard Avery. I was, he played for Philly, played for Cleveland. Guy could play in the league. The problem was he didn't fit our system. So what the Steelers do, went out and grabbed a player that could play in our system that has 12 sacks in two seasons. That's going to be backing up both spots. Heck, we even got rid of Tuska. And I thought Tuska had a good preseason. Uh, that was the shock to me, dropping Tuska. So, heck, at this point, we need to check out my thoughts on the second half on the defensive side of the roster just because I wanted to get to it. So, behind Cameron Hayward, they have it as a tie between Isaiah Loudermilk and DeMarvin Leal. So, these guys are going to be coming in in different situations. Leal probably in pass rushing, Loudermilk probably on the rushing end of it, running downs. So would be interesting to see how they're going to rotate in. I will keep a note of it, talk about it in the vidcast after the games. Um, Chris Wormley is backing up Okunjobi. So it's a mild upset. They both had the same amount of sacks last year. Both of them was seven. Interesting. Uh, Tyson Aluala with Davis behind him. Of course, we know Watts, a starter. We have Malik Reed right behind him. Uh, the other outside linebacker with Alex Highsmith coming in. He's supposedly going to be starting this week. Uh, Tomlin was saying he should be ready to go. Jameer Jones, we know that name. That was a name we brought in last year and then didn't make the team. But he's back again. He's playing better. And we liked his his output. And he was the reason why we got rid of Roche, who Roche is now on the Giants practice squad. He's looking that up too. Uh, inside, we got Bush won the job. Bush and Jack. I know that bothers a lot of people. We're going to have to see if that pushed him to be a better player because he needs to be. It's contract year. No more excuses, Bush. Put up or shut up or Spillane's coming in for you. And if Spillane ain't coming for you, Robinson's coming for you because he's backing up back and beat out Marcus Allen for the extra backup spot there. So he's on team two. Marcus Allen on team three, mostly playing special teams. Um, cornerback, we had Witherspoon beating out um levi wallace for that starting spot we knew salmon was uh, sutton was going to be a starter that's the way that fell edmonds didn't have anybody competing since both of the ones that i liked and joseph and kz went down with injuries miles killebrew is listed as his backup as we sit he might not be in the roster when kz gets healthy one of those guys is going to have to leave trey norwood backing up making fitzpatrick he's also position flexible as well as arthur mullet being the only listed nickel, which we know Sutton's going to come down and play some nickel. We know some killer brew might come and play some nickel or some Norwood may come down and play some nickel, but mullet right now is going to be the nickel. So those were the, the, the big, big ones, at least seeing Bush winning out that spot. Pretty interesting to see how it shook out, at least on the defensive side, of course, special teams, no surprises. Koontz is the long snapper. Presley Harvin, the third is going to be the placeholder and the punter as well as Boswell kicking bombs up through the upright. So excited to see how those guys are going to work out about 12 times. Franco grabbed my arm, pulled me to the table and said, Robert, let me tell you about talking seventies. O lineman out of dinner Europeans at a table rolling. eyes. didn't care about football. Oh, that's cool. That's a nice moment, man. I like that. Timmy. Thanks for staying moot, not mute. Yes. 
Stryker does know some syntax. <laughs> I may be wrong at times. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm not, I'll be the first person to admit my mistakes. Unlike a lot of these uh, Pittsburgh sportscasters and, you know, people with Twitters and stuff that don't like to admit their mistakes. I am happy to, because we can learn from our mistakes, Tim. Thank you for appreciating my, my love of lexicon. Appreciate that. Franco wasn't looking at the bicycle. 10 business partners were looking at me like, don't encourage him. And I looked at them like that and couldn't happen. These stories I've never heard. That's a great, great story. I say, yes, we make the playoffs. I'm glad to hear that, Calvin. I'm, I'm optimistic with you. I feel like this is going to be a good season. It's, just, it's definitely going to have its ups and downs. We're going to take our lumps, guys. This is not, this is not a season we should expect to win every game. But if we win more than we lose, it is a great season. And we've got a chance of making the playoffs. Robert, drawn look good. Glue drawn. The glue with the better interior line and green every time. Dr. Lauga, blue played last year. John LeGlue. Okay, you're talking about LaGlue. Yeah, French, that's French for the glue. Wow, took me that many tries for voice to mail. St. John the gluten. <laughs> It's a better available interior alignment than Kendrick Green. And the glue proves that every single game we put him in last year, he was fine. The glue was okay. I mean, I don't think he's, he was a world stopper last year. You could always make upgrades. I, I think that Kendrick Green's ceiling is still above the glue behind our two uh, backup uh, guard positions. But Steelers, the uh, offensive line coach definitely made that decision there. The glue available and better than green. It's that simple. Yep. That's between you and the Steelers offensive line coach. <laughs> Derek Lohr, welcome to the show. What's up, my man? Striker question. I know Kenny is our future, but if Mitch has a great season with us, how far of the future do you see him as a Steeler? Two years. I think no matter what, no matter how good Mitchell Trubisky is, outside of winning a Super Bowl, which all of us would be like, we won the Super Bowl. How do you move from a guy like that? But he's on a two-year window. And this two-year window works both ways, too, just the way his contract's laid out, Derek. I mean, if he's a good starter, he's getting paid starter money, and he's playing. If Pickett supplants him next year, because it's going to be Trubisky versus Pickett next year, not Trubisky versus Pickett versus Rudolph next year. It's going to be Trubisky versus Pickett next year for number one. There's no question about what the battle's going to be next year. And if Pickett jumps and supplants him, he's still going to be on the roster because he's going to get paid backup money because that's the way it triggers. The number of starts is the way his roster and his salary is hit. So no matter what, Trubisky's on this team, locked in it for two years. Absolutely locked in this team. I am fine either way if Pickett starts this year sometime because of an injury, next year because he beats out Mitchell in training camp, or in year three, because it's time for Trubisky to move on and it's time for this to be Kenny Pickett's team. I'm fine with all three scenarios because generally that's the way backup quarterbacks are utilized in this league. It's by rotating them in and creating a safe space for them to learn the system. Two years is plenty of time. Guys, I got to mention something here quickly uh, while we get to this. Got to go to my banners and talk about our Mid-roll promo. My bookie. Rams and Bills are cooking off, kicking off the season on Thursday night. So it's time to get ready for your winning season with mybookie.ag. Whether you're a rookie or a veteran better, you can get the biggest bang for your buck with the double deposit bonus. It's quick and easy. 
250 buck deposit will get you 500 to instantly use on the many prop bets, games, win totals that you like. Heck, even predict the Super Bowl winner. Fun stuff. Claim your bonus. Register today with that promo code right here. Steeler Nation, all one word in caps. Your winning season starts today with mybookie.ag. Good luck to you, Steeler Nation. Be sure to bet, bet often, and bet against the Browns. Because <laughs> that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Back to your comments. Boom. All right, now I got to find where I left off. Dang it. All right, where we got? We got Derek. Yep. Robert. Of course, Joe Haig is 100 times better interior lineman and is green. So that's not even more of a travesty of justice than the glue instead of green. And I liked Haig too, but Haig also could play the, the tackles. And I thought that's what we had him more in there as. Uh, Roman, I see him more two, maybe three years. And that's a valid point. We might have him back for an extra season, even as a backup. And if he doesn't get a, a job elsewhere, because you got to realize Mitch Trubisky's um, contract will be up in two years, he will have the ability to play the open market. If he was the starter for the Steelers for two years, he's getting paid when he comes off. And if he does well, takes us to the playoffs, even one of the years, guy's going to be paid in this league. And why? Good to hear from you, my, my friend. Another old head back in the house. Hey, Striker, I hope they fix our O-line problems. Yep, it starts out with technique. Max Starks was mentioned in his podcast. We talked about it earlier on the show, Ian. They don't get that technique down. Aggressive initial hits. Utilizing the hands independently. Really good hand technique. It's going to be a long season for us. Absolutely long. Jim Kramer Jr., welcome to the show. I'm new to commenting here. I know. See, I know that just by names. <laughs> That's how good I am with names, Jim Kramer. Good to have you, man. I say five and two in the first seven games as long as we can get Najee rolling. That would be awesome. Because if we're controlling the clock, getting up on teams early with this defense, this defense is going to hold teams to low scores as long as we're not turning the ball over or letting up big plays on special teams. Those are the two X factors that lock into what we can do and what we can do well. So agree with you completely on that. Five and two is not out of the question. And if we are five and two, the entire league's going to be like, what? Steelers are five and two? They're um, they're the worst five and two team ever. Yeah, like we always get that kind of crap. <laughs> I love I love media. They're so easy to to know what they're gonna say, Roman. But that also depends on injury. Truth, injury is always the biggest X factor. But this is one of those instances, Steeler Nation, where we can have an injury at quarterback this year. We got Kenny Pickett. We could have two injuries. We even have Rudolph come. Rudolph can play in this league, guys. He absolutely can. And I. Like, that's not a big drop-off. The, the big injuries that we drop, if we lose somebody, what? Hayward, Fitzpatrick before KZ comes back. That would be a big injury. And Najee Harris. Those are the only four players I think that we could lose on this team and not have a significant drop-off. Pat Fryer moves up around there, too. And Deontay Johnson. Hate to see that guy go down. But those are the players. They're a little bit more lesser because we have such great receiving core now behind them. Gentry's getting better as a receiver as well and still having Hayward if Fryermuth goes down. We still have some receiving options there at tight end. So those are it. Not worried about a quarterback getting hurt this year. That's something Steeler fans can't always say because we had Big Ben for so long. We're like, Big Ben got hurt. There goes our season. That How many times have we said that? <laughs> Usually you come back the next week because he's such a brute. But yeah, that one season was a tough one. Claude, 
What's the update on Alex Highsmith? Uh, at the press report today, Mike Tomlin stated that Alex Highsmith should be available to play and start. He fully expects Highsmith to start this Sunday. Music to my ears. Absolutely music to my ears. So take that with what you are, but we'll find out here Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, which are the official practices of the week to know how their participation is going to merit if they're going to play or not. Robert, embarrassing with Najee, got dropped like a sack of flour by the low draft pick Hispanic kid on Hard Knocks Lions. This kid forgot his nickname dropped Najee Harris like a bad habit. You know, that's the way the league is. Lesser players are going to tackle better players. It's it, That's like saying um, a practice squad player never tackled like Barry Sanders. I mean, it's going to happen. There's too many players on the field. Somebody's going to make a play. <laughs> Kid's a small linebacker. It is 25 foot 11. Oh, five foot 11 to his five foot 11 and drop Najee Harris for a loss of yards. Might want to curb your enthusiasm a tad bit. Don't you think? I don't know. Did that kid make a pro bowl yet? Because Najee Harris already made one with a shit offensive line. And that was last year. Would you forget about that one there, Robert? Come on. <laughs> You're better than that. Was Ben even ever named captain? I heard he wasn't. Yeah, Ben was captain the entire time. He was always walking out for coin flips. Ben was captain for years. Always one of the offensive captains. I'm trying to think of who was one with him. Drawing blanks. I remember Ward was for a few years. Because at least with Tomlin, they do two offensive captains, two defensive captains, and special teams captain. Possibly two special teams captains, but I think it's one. Because uh, I just can't remember that second special teams captain. Someone can correct me, which I haven't seen it corrected yet. Yeah. 5'11", your linebacker struggling to even make the worst team in football is 53. Made Najee look JV, unfortunately for us. Guy makes it to the league. He should know how to tackle. And 5'11", I think that's taller than Jack Lambert, if I'm going off the top of my head. I'm glad that Kenny Pickett won't have to face the embarrassment for the first game. It's wise to hold him back. The Bengals D and the Joe comparisons. And I'm fine with getting that offensive line locked in and solidified and gelling like Magellan, my friend, before they throw a guy like Kenny Pickett out there to the wolves. And I'm with you for that. That's real smart. I think our tight ends are being overlooked as weapons. Both of them and just the two of them alone, Gentry and Grandbaby, are strength of the O. Yeah. Uh, they're blocking and Gentry's the best blocker on the team for, for uh, tight ends. Uh, and he's a monster of a man, much better pass catcher, fire moves, sure hands. And now the third one behind him, Connor is a playmaker. So I'm excited for any of those aspects coming in big three tight end set, split them all out in a route. Everybody's like, Whoa, whoa. <laughs> make a big play down the field. Matt Canada offense. This is the way the stuff's supposed to go. Doing something you weren't expecting. Michael Scott Joyner, I think Bush will be on a short leash. I hope so. Because I like Spillane. I like Robinson. Hell, I even like Marcus Allen. We've got talent. we got talented depth behind Bush. So I'm not worried. If Bush goes down, it's not a big deal. Spillane comes in. Comes in. Robinson, he's a, was, it, was he, Robert, a, a fifth round, sixth round drafted player that was banging people. <laughs> undersized you can play if you can play in this league and make a roster you can play in this league you get drafted you can play in this league chow chow dad how do you think our quarterbacks will compete with Cincy's wide receiver core hopefully quarterback pressure will limit opportunities and that is the great equalizer guys our defense 50 sacks a year for five straight years going for six straight years we are the best 
We could be the best sacking team ever if we continue it for another another year. Because I don't think any team's ever had over 50 sacks for any more than five years. I think us and like maybe the Cowboys have done it. But it's to see. If we get pressure, that's going to be tough for Burrow. Joe Exotic will have a tough day. And that will help out. I, I like our corners. I mean, hell, I loved Hayden. I loved Hayden as well. But when we lost um, Hilton, our corners were not as good. I mean, Hilton made us such a better team, both in the running game and in the passing game. That was the biggest loss we had last year in free agency, guys. And I lamented it loudly. As soon as we lost Hilton, I'm lost. We lost a playmaker for four mil a season, five mil a season. That is dirt cheap. Absolutely dirt cheap. That's a dumb no sign for the Steelers. And he went out and made plays, nearly won a Super Bowl with the arch rival Bengals. And he's still going to be giving us headaches. What do you have, a pick six on us? I know he had an interception on us. I don't forget he even ran it back for six, but definitely picked us off last year. That's what we got to work out about. As long as we're not turning the ball over, getting pressure on Joe Burrow, look out for an upset in Queen City week one. That'd be interesting. Robert, Gronk baby, not Ironhead baby, who's not proved himself as being better than Kevin Rader. It's been a lot of hype by saying to tell the truth, but starting two tight ends. If, if you've seen at least catching and playmaking down the field, there's no question between Hayward is a better talent than Kevin Rader. Kevin Rader might be a better blocker. I give you that. But as far as for being a talented all around tight end, I'm going to take, um, I'll take baby Hayward over Kevin Rader nine times out of 10 times. Uh, and won't think twice about it. And he must be a better blocker because he's our backup fullback. Let's see him put his head down, knock some people out in that game. A lot of hype with the undersized iron head baby. We have to, we have a great baby Muth and baby Grunt. We have baby, we have giant gentry as well. You want nicknames? Just came up with that one. How about giant gentry? Both soft G's. <laughs> Michael Hall, our kicker is getting engaged. Congrats to our number one kicker. Hey, way to go, Boz. Kicking your way into uh, marital bliss, I hope. That's awesome. Especially with that new contract, man. You deserve it. Every penny, man. Keep kicking. Tim Y may be familiar with the moot court and law because Sar man knows his words. <laughs> I only half understood that. White, the moves they made in free agency, I think will be a great boost in depth. We're already seeing it. Yeah, too big. The Daniels and Cole on the offensive line already helped out our depth because we didn't have them. We'd have nobody. Absolutely nobody at center or right guard. Um, big moves, bringing in uh, Miles Jack, I think might be one of the most underscored moves We've had this offseason. That's probably going to be our biggest return of dividend. Guy's a tackle machine. And he can make plays in the passing game as well. And he can rush. He can run inside the A-gap. Get to the quarterback. I'm really excited to see what Miles Jack can do in this system. Going to be fun to watch. Really fun to watch. And I was really excited to see like what KZ can do. Got to get him back from injured reserve. Not going to see him until week five at the earliest. But I've got high hopes for KZ. Uh, Joseph's lost for the season because he was put on injured reserve in training camp. So unfortunately he's not going to play, but KZ will be back. Robert, in case I'm not clear, I was Franco's waiter on multiple occasions and told you about one. I got you. Okay. So you were the waiter. I thought you're sitting at a table. Okay, cool. Now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. Brian Davis. Will the trick plays be a bigger factor? Maybe a picket pass to the fryer or Claypool to Dotson. 
<laughs> well, linemen aren't eligible unless he comes in as the sixth lineman. Tackle eligible lines up outside as a tackle. That mean Green would have to be on the inside or somebody else. But I would always like to see quick trick plays, especially with a young team. I'm telling you, more of this offense is going to going to feel like a trick offense, Brian, because with the pre-snap motion, um, utilizing players, uh, unbalanced lines, RPO, this offense is going to look different than any offense we've seen in a very long time. We're going to have an RPO offense. So it's going to seem like a trick play offense because is it going to be a run? Is it going to be a pass? We don't know. It's up to the quarterback. Sorry, sorry yeah, you... You can't steal that code there, uh, Belichick. That's the only reason why Belichick would lose to teams with RPOs. That's how, like, uh, Philadelphia beat them in the Super Bowl because they were running an RPO offense with Nick Foley and Dynamite. Guy could play. And they know the play that's going in. Problem is, it's a run or a pass. So, like, which one's it going to be? It's up to Nick Foles. He's the one that's going to figure it out. <laughs> not, not you guys behind the scenes. Robert, Seahawks fans... And Northwest still hates Steelers from Super Bowl loss to black and gold. Well, if they didn't play like dunk, they were horrible in that game. It's like people like Colin Coward tried to make it like it was a travesty that they lost to the Steelers. They played like crap in that game. They were at midfield four times. Four times in the first half. Not once did they pin the Steelers with a punt. When they had to punt four times at midfield in the first half, all of them went to the end zone for touchbacks. That is bad play management. That's bad field management. And that was a big reason why the Steelers, who started slow, ended up moving the football toward the end of there, scoring a touchdown right there at the end of the half, taking control in the second half. Ike Taylor with a big interception in the red zone. I mean, that's it. How the hell can they play that poorly? And what do they point to? Oh, they shouldn't have been called for pushing off in the end zone on an offensive pass interference. Well, if they, the defender didn't fall back three feet, maybe he wouldn't have gotten called. <laughs> it's like that's what they point to. <laughs> uh, oh, Ben, ben Roethlisberger didn't get in the end zone on that touchdown. Uh, well, he didn't not get in the end zone, according to instant replay. <laughs> you got no argument. They're, they're, they always have the worst arguments. <laughs> I always love those arguments. Ian, what is Stryker's prediction for our finishing record? I will say our finishing record this season, 10 and 7. I'm going to go 10 and 7. Out of 17 17 games. Yeah, that that sounds right to me because we're going to have our losses, we're going to have our wins, but we're going to win more than we lose. 10 and 7. Locking it in, Ian. What do you say? What are your guys records? I want to hear yours too. Uh Michael Hall, last Wednesday, Chiefs signed Alodic into the practice squad and Giants claimed Justin Lane off of waivers. Giants also re-signed Roche to their practice squad. If we're going on former Steelers going to teams practice squads, that's another one too. But Justin Lane can play in this league. It's a smart, smart practice squad pickup. I did want to touch on the practice squad as well. Uh, I did bring that up as well on the Steelers uh, list. Uh, we have Andrew Adams as a safety. Carlos Davis brought back defensive tackle. Uh, Dunkel at guard. Mark Gilbert and Josh Jackson as corners. Running back Jason Huntley. John LeGlue, who we're still talking about, he can still be called up on game day. He's a backup. He's a backup uh, offensive lineman there. Ryan McCollum as well, backup center. Uh, Anthony McFarland, who I was, I was super happy to get him back on the practice squad. Hamilcar Rashid at linebacker as well. Chappelle Russell, uh, Justin Rigg at tight end. Elijah Riley at safety. 
Delonte Scott, who played some uh, linebacker for us there. Cody White coming back as the only wide receiver, surprisingly. Hopefully finding Vaughn's here someday. And then Renel Ren, who I don't know much about, um, is also the defensive tackle that is on the practice squad. Surprising, both Davis brothers aren't on there. But that's the way it shook up. Mild, mild upsets, but not big. Kenny Beamer! Beamer in the house! What's up, Striker? It's been a while. It's been any while is too long for me to be without Kenny Beamer. I'll tell you that. How you doing, my friend? Nickname, Rodrigo, and he is the starter. Now going to be a great player. Nice. Nice. Oh, is that the, um, are we talking about that linebacker that you're talking about? I I forget, I I forget which uh, conversation thread we're on in that. Clarify it for me. And uh, cheers to you, Steeler Nation. I'm enjoying a fine, fine beverage called Old Decoy. See if I can get that. Old Decoy from RAR Brewing. Uh, it's a uh, an ale aged in bullet bourbon casks. I'm a big bullet bourbon fan. Uh, also with some um, some vanilla cream and spices. It's got like chunks of like some cream in there right now, and it's freaking delicious. Cheers to you, Steeler Nation. It also happens to be 12%. So there we go. Robert, Kendrick Green can develop on the practice squad, and then you'll notice other teams not taking him to the realize how dumb the Steelers are with him now. I'd honestly say if we put him on the practice squad, he'd be gone just for his potential because that's the way it works. LeGlue does not have a high ceiling. LeGlue's going to stick like LeGlue oh, to the practice squad. He'll be sitting on the practice squad like LeGlue, but he will get caught up on game day. You have to see. LeGlue will stick to the practice squad. <laughs> that is my French-Canadian accent for you. <laughs> Robert. He's wasting space on the 53 when he could be developing on the practice squad. Let's get real. Yeah, I'm not that upset about it. (laughs) I'm not. You know, if he gets pushed up into action and he starts crapping out because uh, Dotson got hurt, I'll start giving you a bit more merit. But right now, how many times do you see backup linemen get any play in a football game for the Steelers? None. Starting five, stay the starting five unless there's an injury. And except for your extra tackle. So green ain't coming on the field. So not worried about it yet. Uh, Might not even get a hat though. So essentially he's on the practice squad. If he's sitting on the 53 man roster without a hat, Brian Davis, little head Hayward going to have his own set of plays. Yes, he is. And that's the way a good Matt Canada offense is. They develop plays for specific players to get them in space. That's why I can't wait for for Austin. Miles Austin come out here and show what he can do too. Cause that guy's a mismatch. You get him lined up on a linebacker and a zone set, look out because <laughs> he's making a play. And that's something that I think Gunner is going to have get a boon from, as well as Fryermuth, as well as um, Littlehead Hayward. I think they're all excellent, excellent options of utilizing their talents and even Derek Watt. Mark my word, he will have more than one carry and one catch this season. We have been misusing Derek Watt, in my opinion. Guy needs to have more plays with the ball in his hand. Mark Robinson should be a starter. Kenny, I am not against that. I think Mark has shown he can play already. He's young. And it'll be interesting to see if Bush slacks. Are they going to put in Spillane or Robinson? Because Robinson showed in preseason he needed more snaps. What happened then right after that in practices? They bumped him up. He was running with the ones the one practice. They wanted to see what he could do with them. Looks like he can play. And that's how he earned a roster spot and Buddy Johnson isn't on the team anymore. That's why. 
James Schof getting married the day before the home opener. What a weekend. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad. Hopefully, you can at least watch the game afterward. I remember getting married on a Saturday as well. We took most of our wedding party. I was is in the Baltimore area. And all the people that stayed overnight, stuck in town. We watched the Steeler game at a Steeler bar in downtown Baltimore. It was called the Purple Goose Saloon at the time in Washington, Maryland. Uh, that's the Washington borough of Baltimore City. Uh, and had a blast. And I hope you get to do something similar. Enjoy the game with your newly wedded wife and hopefully your friends and family and watch it as a, as a team, wear your black and gold, spin your towels and have a blast, man. That, that sounds awesome. Roman striker. I'm going to say good night. And I like listening to your show. I believe the Steelers can make a run at the division champs and beyond. It comes down to offensive line and Mitch being on fire. I believe our defense will be top five and the Steelers got Tomlin. Good night, Stryker. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure as well. You've been a great addition to the show. I'm glad you're interactive, Roman. Please come back. Usually it's Tuesdays at 7 unless I have hockey games or work. Then it would be Wednesday at 7 if I'm not on on that Tuesday. That's generally the way I try to do it. But excellent points, and I don't disagree with you. Steelers have a shot if they can execute. And they need the offense to execute better than it has the last two seasons and the second half of the season. First half of the season, our offense executed excellently. The first half of both of those seasons, mostly because Ben was wearing down toward the end of those seasons. But we got the defense to help hold the game for us. And as long as we don't turn the ball over and give them free points, we are going to be in every single game this year. Every single one. Scott Punswick, welcome back to the show, my friend. Good to see the Steelers retire Franco's number today. And that's big, too, because we're talking about the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, which not only marked the biggest play not just in Steeler history, but in NFL history is always voted as the best plays ever because of the impact that that play had for changing the fortunes of the Pittsburgh Steelers because in the 40 years prior, they had not won a single playoff game. And we're talking about when there was only 12 teams in the league, eight teams in the league, Steelers couldn't win a single playoff game. Now, immaculate reception happens, boom. We all know it was 32. We all know he picked it off his shoe tops. Retire 32. I personally wanted Najee Harris to wear 32. Not going to lie. Nothing would have been better to have another 32 jersey on the field so all the old heads could wear. Me and Ian White could wear our Franco Harris jerseys. Still says Harris. Still says 32, but in our block letters. And just love watching Najee rock to the Nodge. But great way to do it. I honestly hope they're retiring at halftime for the Raiders game on Christmas Eve. But I'd, it would be awesome. If the first half of that game before they retire, Franco Harris's number, that Najee Harris wears the jersey in the first half of that game. That would just be amazing to watch. I mean, there might be rules against wearing different numbers in a certain game, so probably can't do it, but it would be awesome to watch. It would just be a moment. Uh, Michael Hall, tight end Michael Meyer over at Notre Dame is nicknamed Baby Gronk. Yeah, they give Baby Gronk to a lot of people. Somebody else had Baby Gronk that was drafted a few years ago. Just seems to be the way that they talk about people. Like some people call Fryermuth Baby Gronk there for a time, um, but that's the way it goes. James Shove, you won't be able to watch the game. <laughs> oh, I, I hope he can, Brian. If he's got a good wife and a Steeler fan for a wife, he should always be able to watch that game. My my wife at the time also was a um, she was a Washington football whatever fan, dumpster fire fan, and um, but when we got married, she wore a Steeler garter, so she married into the Pittsburgh Steelers at that moment. She was 100% on board and always has been. So 
cheers to a good wife on that one. Uh, Ian White, I think our new GM has done pretty well so far. Agreed. Agreed, 100%. Michael Hall, not sure if you discussed this, but yesterday we signed Josh Jackson, Andrew Adams, and Deontay Scott to the practice squad. Yep, we just went over that quickly right here. That's why I say 10 and 7. You and I exactly the same way. 11 and 6, maybe 12 and 5. Would love that, Jim. Would love to see that, Jim. Yep, let's see your predictions. Uh, I think Reed has a great honor to wear Shazier's number. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, number 50. Oh, yeah. That's a great number. Unfortunately, not going to be retired. 11 and 6, 25 for Claude Bishop. Like that. 11 and 6 here for George. Good to hear you. See you back on the show, too, George. Derek, 12 and 5. That's with some upset wins. I would love to see that. It means our, our kicker is kicking some butt, too. We're hitting some long field goals. We're hitting some clutch field goals at 12 and 5 record. Yes. Yes. Linebacker of Detroit. Okay. So that was the guy that we were talking about. He did make the roster and he can play. So that's what happens. <laughs> I know. It's weird. He's going up against the first teamers because Najee Harris was playing against first teamers. So, ciao, ciao, dad. Funniest thing about Seattle crying about the offensive pass interference call was that Holgren was a proponent of and pushed for the arm extension change. He did. Absolutely did. And that was the rule. The arm had to be fully extended for it to be called offensive pass interference which was clear as day on all eight angles of that replay. <laughs> Calvin Pittman, welcome to the show. I think we go 11 and six. I think we surprise somebody and steal a game. Excellent. Love these. Thank you for pointing out. John LeGlue is back on the Steelers practice squad. I did not know that. Obviously for earlier comments, yet he needs to switch places with Green. If life were fair, you gotta admit. Well, at least, at least with the way that the rules are too with practice squad, Robert, you get... Two call-ups to the practice squad without to, to game day roster from the practice squad without having to clear waivers at all. Steelers utilized it really well last year and the year before during the COVID years. Hopefully they still have that rule. I think they do. And at the third time you do it, you have to roster the player. So if you call up a practice squad player the third time, they have to be rostered to 53, which means if they did that with a glue, they might have to send Kendrick to the practice squad we'll have to see if that happens or not that'd be interesting interesting end it with a confidence to release joe Haig. yeah and he did i know he interviewed someplace too or went out for a tryout someplace so i don't know if he's on a roster i have not looked up joe Haig to see where he's at right now currently uh george i think robinson is putting fire under bush who needed it badly definitely even more so than spillane i agree with that george that's great great point to show what an what a low drafted player can do with some guts and some instincts, and some heavy hitting. Robert, in confidence by the head coach on display with the release of Joe Egg, but, you know, Egg, but really, no two ways to look at that because the guy we trade for is not as good as Hag. I think the guy we trade for is better than Hag. Guy we trade for has, you know, double-digit starts in this league, round 20-some. What is How many starts does Hag have? One, two? We got a vet. We got a vet. Thank you. Peace to you all. Make miracles happen. Steelers win 17, baby. May five of those be in the playoffs. And we get a Lombardi. Lucky seven. Great talking to you, Robert, as always. Ian, absolutely striker would wear our Harris jerseys, right? I don't think there's a dead ringer to win our division. That's a great point, Dave. Welcome to the show, too, Dave. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody's got some issues. Ravens still don't have receivers. They got great tight ends. Uh, got a good running game. Got a running back for a quarterback. Got a good defense. They're going to be in games. That that was the thing last year. Like when Lamar Jackson was healthy, he can win games. Like I just like his playmaking. That's why he's fun to watch for me. 
Guy just knows how to win games. And he is the X factor. Now, if he's out there busting his hump, running all over the field and getting hit again, gets hurt again, there goes their chances. They don't have a backup behind him that can do that. I mean, nobody else in the league can do what he does when they're when he's healthy. Um, Cleveland doesn't have a quarterback. They're spending a quarter of a billion dollars on a quarterback that can't play. So, congratulations, Cleveland! Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Way to go, bud! <laughs> Making great, great ideas after great ideas. Couldn't happen to a better franchise. And when he starts coming in and playing, you're going to hear those chants that you heard in the preseason. If you heard that first game that he played in the preseason. No means no. No means he's going to get ridden. Is he going to be the same player now after having, is he going to have a uh, Tiger Woods like collapse mentally? Tiger Woods was one of the most mentally tough people I've ever seen in my life. Till his wife went through his back windshield with a driver. That was it. He was done. Is that going to be the same for Hopkins? We'll have to see. Let's see. Striker is always good to be back after a month of being bad, you gays. <laughs> JK, 15 days left until kickoff versus Muggle. Cheers to you and all you entertain us. Love you, man. Talk with you next week. See you, bud. You don't have to scream, Michael Hall. I love you. I love you, man. Always good to talk to you, man. <laughs> Robert, peace and love in many moons. Thank you, man. Love the black and gold. Brown's got egg. Oh, that's right. He did get picked up by the Brownies. Great call, Brian. Thank you for keeping the show informative. Uh, And do they know when KZ will be returning? Well, he's been placed on IR, Ian. So that means he's out no matter what for the first four games. Now, I did hear an interesting um, piece of information about the surgery that he did get. It's a six-week recovery, and he got surgery two weeks before week one. So we're talking about six-week recovery Brings him back just after the Jets game. I think I think September 4th, which is the Monday after September 3rd, that Jets game would be the earliest he could come back. And then with that designation of coming off of, of, um, of an injury for IR, you get a three-week roster exemption while you're practicing trying to make it back to the roster. But if, if you're going to play in a game, you have to be rostered and they have to get rid of somebody. So... That's the way it's going to work out. But the first that we can start seeing either KZ or Miles Austin will be September 4th. So mark that game, that date down on your calendar. We'll start talking about it then. Steeler Nation, we're getting to the end of the show. Last chance for you to chime in. I'm going to go through all my fun stuff here to talk about before I go off into the great blue yonder of finishing my beer. Um, Make sure to check out uh, mybookie.ag one last time, guys. Check out that. uh, Make sure to pop in that all caps. Steeler Nation for your double deposit bonus. I'm betting that Baker Mayfield's going to beat the crap out of the Browns this week. I'm putting my money in today. It's going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) And guys, be sure to check out the great Pittsburgh Steeler focused articles over at SteelerNation.com. Be the first to know these shows are coming up and all the great videos we're putting out now at sign up at YouTube.com slash SteelerNation. Make sure you're following us over there. Uh, Steeler Nation, tweet us at Steeler Nation, Instagram and Facebook, SteelerNation.com. Follow Steeler Nation Podcast on Twitter at underscore SM Podcast or follow me, your host, Steeler Nation Striker, on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram. I'll try to post more. I'm, I've been busy with work. I'm sorry about that, guys. But SN Striker, Striker spelled with a Y, on all platforms. Thank you for joining us on the Steeler Nation vidcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises, part of the Big Play Network. 
going to you, Steeler Nation. Michael Hall, I'm excited. Let's go. Still waiting my picket jersey to be delivered. Oh, I'm expecting it by week two but or week four, but excited to add to collection. By the way, it's five days till kickoff, not 15. Correct. Five days till kickoff. Chime along. Good to go, Jim Cramer. Good to hear from you, man. Hashtag Steeler Nation. Go Steelers. Thank you, Mr. Punswick. Ian, it was great seeing you, Striker. It has been a bit difficult trying to sync when you are live. I was down for a while with COVID. I'm sorry to hear. Though Steeler Nation does know I did two weeks of shows of vidcast and podcasts with COVID last year in October. <laughs> it is possible. You can just lay there and listen. <laughs> great show, Striker. Everybody dust off those towels. The season begins Sunday. Thank you, Michael Scott. Joiner. Talk to you soon. Uh, Robert. Line coach should rotate lines like the 90s Cowboys. Do you line and keep our old guys fresh? Um, teeth, all important, Cameron, and the head's oldest. We just don't have as many linemen on the roster. They had more linemen on rosters back then because they only needed, what, four wide receivers on the roster? Now we have like seven. <laughs> Honestly, the offensive line should do the game. Same since it's too late for gelling. At least put all the mediocrity. And so everyone's fresh and rotate that line as well. I think that would be bad while they're still learning a system. Rotating a line that can't gel, and no other team does that right now. None. Point to one that does that now. Score prediction, week 11. I got a 28-24 upset. Love it, Michael Hall. Love it. Go, Steeler. There we go. I am your host, G-Striker, rooting along with you always, along with Ian White. Go, Steelers!